Hi everyone, welcome to the latest Siddiqui Ramblings podcast. As the name suggests, the ramblings of the Siddiqui boys. You may have seen us on TV. I'm Basit Siddiqui. I'm Sid Siddiqui. I'm Umar Siddiqui. So hopefully you'll join us every week just to hear our general thoughts on uh, the world as it is and our little ideas about life in general. If you want to get involved, then feel free to. You can email us on thesiddiquisgb at gmail.com. Right, let's get going. Slash afternoon, gentlemen. <laughs> Good noon. I should yeah. check the clock, shouldn't I? Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's uh, twelve o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah. Just turned twelve. Mm-hmm. Lunchtime. Yeah. Why are we here? We should be having lunch. We will in a minute. If your stomach's rumbling, that's us. Yeah. That would be a natural break to stop. Yeah. Mm. Um, apologies for last week. We missed our podcast, didn't we? <gasps> Yeah. We should have recorded this podcast and sent it out last week, but yeah. there was just too much on, wasn't there? Too much on, and there was a certain person who was very disruptive. Yes, Amelia, my three-and-a-half-year-old yeah, daughter. She... We we tried to have her in the room whilst <laughs> we were filming, uh, sorry, uh, recording, and she promised she'd sit in the corner quietly, literally two minutes in. Mm-hmm. Not even two minutes, 30 seconds, I would think. She yeah. was dangling yeah. off our earlobes, <laughs> trying to climb on our lap. <laughs> Taking over the mic. Which was wonderful, but obviously it wasn't very productive. Yeah, so we thought, look, let's just scrap it and do it yeah. on a different day. So apologies to people who missed it. Thank you for your tweets to ask us when the next one's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll get this one out as soon as possible and hopefully we'll be back to it every yeah. Sunday after that. Um, right. News, Umar. The news. The news. Okay. Being, as it's uh, a bit cold outside, snowing outside uh, earlier, mm. I thought I'd do a bit of a coldy kind of news. Farmer warms up lambs in his oven. What? A farmer helped his newborn lambs survive uh, snow and freezing conditions by popping them in his oven. Oh. Don't worry, it's not as well, gruesome as it is. Well, he's turned it on, obviously. No, he has turned it on. He right? has. Ian O'Reilly uh, from Remington, Lancashire, said, putting newborn lambs in the arger, which is a fancy oven, I believe, is a farming trick that's been passed down his family. Lambs being born in blizzard-like conditions were wrapped in blankets and placed in the oven to raise their body cold temperatures. I have had piglets, lambs, all kinds of newborns um, on the bottom shelf, Mr. O'Reilly said. Yeah. After they warm up, they are reunited in the barn with their mothers. Oh, so he's yeah, got like yeah. his oven chips on the top layer and then the <laughs> little lamb. <laughs> lamb yeah. And then they say, oh, sometime on occasion, accidentally, I forget to take them out. <laughs> and also the temperature is raised. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, then they're know. very nice with mint sauce. Yes. Oh, yeah. That is okay. really sweet. Okay, story. Yeah. That it, that just sums up human human care for animals and mm. kindness and love. Yeah, it does. But a farmer, you know what's going to happen to that animal eventually, though, don't you? Yeah, that's the thing. I know that's that's a bit sad. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Well, they'll grow to be a sheep and then it'll be sheared, won't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then what's this not... runner's shearing duty? It'd yeah, be... but not all lambs are eaten or reared for that. Yeah, yeah true. It's yeah. a lot of fish here. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no, Let's no, give benefit of the doubt. Let's okay. not be those. Uh, Let's end yeah. on a high. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Must be in a really low setting though, about forty degrees. Yeah, that's yeah. a bit hot. Thirty something. I always when because me and Mel always obviously work at different times and stuff. But if I make like a meal, I'll always put something in the bottom of the oven afterwards just to make sure that it maintains a nice. Yeah. Not a heat, but just a nice closure. Yeah. It's just semi warm. Mm. Well, good, good ovens do. with a good seal on it. You just, if you warm them up and then switch it off, they will keep warm. Mm. Yeah. 
Very good uh, story, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Is anyone any more, or shall I do my bit? No, you go, Dad. Okay. Well, I have um, uh, courtesy of Matro again, and I shall um, read the headline. Uh, Milton Keane, a police stopped a car, uh, and the driver, uh, they asked the driver uh, the name, and this lady said, I'm Homer Simpson. Oh, no way. Yeah. And they said, pardon? Uh, she said, I'm Homer Simpson, and he, here is my driving license, and she produced this driving license, which says, Homer Simpson, uh, date of birth, I think, whatever it was, 63, I think. He has two date of births, actually. I need Homer Simpson. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I will tell you a bit about that. Um, anyway, and uh, <laughs> on the driving license, there's a picture of Homer. Right, okay. Yeah. And there is... Everything else is right, the detail where he lives, Springfield, yeah. um, and even the postcode. Uh, and it's so bizarre. I don't know how she got that, but if you manage to go on this website, Metro, yeah. online, then you can actually see the driving license. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's official document. Uh, it says driving license UK, and then all the details there, and Homer <laughs> Simpson's cartoon picture scratching his head with, what does he say? Dull. Dull. Dull, yeah. That sort of thing. Um, and then it's just bizarre, isn't it? And she just uh, is convinced that, oh, she is adamant that she's Homer Simpson. What do you do in that situation? Because she's well, obviously lying. Police, obviously, they, they can't do anything. They said they've taken the car away and said this is very naughty. So I don't know whether, and, and by the way, she was arrested for not having insurance. Really? Right. Yeah. Because people can, police can check, isn't it? Yeah, and of course, yeah, can, yeah, yeah. They will uh, scan straight away the, the registration number and check with the, uh, the, whether the car is insured or not. That's yeah. quite a fun-looking license, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. looks like a normal license. It's got Homer's face on it and his details. Hmm. Although the address is wrong, because they live 34 Evergreen Terrace, don't they? In, uh, in Springfield, do they? Yeah. Oh, I see. Well, I don't suppose everybody knows that detail. Mm. Oh, yeah, just in case anyone doesn't know, Homer Simpson is obviously from... The Simpsons yeah. TV show, and apparently he has two date of births on his um, pro on his license, which is a copy of that as well. Here, yeah. Um, there we go. And if you look at that, it's uh, fifty six, I think. It's oh uh, five twelve fifty six. Uh huh. Okay. But in somewhere in the program, he's also confessed to be born in sixty three. Oh, okay. Yeah. On a later episode, a la- or something. Later like that, yeah. or something. Uh, but look at that. That's uh, an American license. Oh, yeah, yeah. DMV. Oh, yeah, of course, the first one he shows was a British one. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> look at his picture. Mm. <laughs> He's winking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can this get any more bizarre, this I thing? I know. I'd love to have seen how deadpan she was when she gave the license. Yeah. yeah. My name's Homer Simpson. Here is my license. So, I suppose when he took the car away, she walked to the nearest pub called Moe's Bar. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and drank the sorrows there. <laughs> That's so weird. It is weird. But I have heard actually this before, or, or read a list of excuses that people will give to the police when they're arrested. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't remember many, but I think one remember this guy says, I was, uh, I've seen something. I had a vision and I was in a trance. Uh, he had a vision while I was driving and something appeared in front of him. And what do the police do in that situation? Yeah, yeah they, they obviously take to the nearest psychiatric. Well, no, they do the whole like uh, drunk driving test first, mm. don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And then straight to the award, yeah. Oh, wow. So there you go. A bit of a lighter, lighter. Yeah. 
Both very weird stories. Weird stories. Yeah. I got caught um, on one of the cameras going over the speed limit. And my excuse was that it was a new car and I confused the speedometer with the rev <laughs> counter. Did it happen? Did it work? It didn't work. Oh, yeah, nice no. try though. Yeah, I was going to say, I forgot how to uh, put brakes on. <laughs> I get caught quite a lot. But, um, no, actually, no, that's a lie. I've only been caught once. But mm, yeah. as soon after I got caught, I then got caught going in a bus lane. Yeah. And Mel gave me what for such a long lecture. And I was like, you know, in your mind, you think, if I've been in a bus lane, I'll hold my hands up to you and go, yep, no, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was my fault. I did that. But, um, this one, I was, I couldn't think what had happened. And basically what it was. The ambulance was behind you. Ambulance was mm. behind me. So I got out of the way of the ambulance. Yeah. And so I got the bus lane, uh, fine mm. and then sent them a picture and go, if you look in the corner, there's a blue light. There's yes, an ambulance yeah, yeah, coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. So got out of it. Got out of it. Who took that picture? That was a picture taken to yeah. Nab you, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was a speed yeah. camera. It was yeah. the bus lane camera. That was good. That was shrewd of you. That was very good. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Was, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah is, no. I, I would hold my hands up. Like, you know, when we went wrestling yeah. in November, I took Martin home, Mel's dad, me and him were there. And I said to Martin, I go, look, I really need the toilet. I'm lost. I can see a bus lane there. I'm going to go through that bus lane. <laughs> he still owes me half of that as well because he agreed mm. to Oh, so that it. was, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was planned though. But I couldn't do anything. I couldn't escape yeah. Nottingham without going through this bus <coughs> lane. Well, that's it. That is it. You know, this uh, business of ambulance as well, only thinking because we had this episode last week, but uh, we probably mentioned it. We'll mention it again. Uh, I was driving the van, hire van, and we were taking furniture. Uh, obviously, study was moving. And behind me was, um, uh, ambulance. Yeah. I was and, in the van with dad. Bus was no, normal thing is when you're in a lane, you try to pull over, don't you? To yes, let the yeah. van go. So that's what I was trying to do that. But this guy, the ambulance driver, decided to take me over from the inside. Okay. So apparently, because in a van, he was right up my bus name. I could not see him fully from yeah, the, mirror, we were very uh, the wing mirrors yeah. uh, because you can't see through the van. So apparently, I nearly very narrowly missed him or yeah. he missed me hitting. Because mm. Mel was following us in the car and yeah. she said that was really close. Yeah. So, yeah. You stole the car as well. I said, because yeah. I was panicking. He yeah. was right behind me oh, and man. I thought, oh my God. The only thing I wanted to do was get out of his way. Yeah. And the normal yeah. way is that you pull over on, if you, it depends which lane you are. If in the far side lane, in other words, middle of the road, say if it's a two lane. Yeah, but it uh, wasn't. The, it wasn't. It was the near side. So naturally, I would pull over, yeah. unknown to me that he was <coughs> going from the inside. From the inside I'm yeah. sure, Mr. Ambulance Driver, you weren't right there. I have to say that. Uh, I'm glad that after a week, Dad, you're much calmer about this thing. I am. I was uh, living. I normally am very low abiding. And number of times, actually, I have damaged my car getting out of the way. Uh, a classic one was Bradshaw Way. If you remember, there is a very high curb and right behind me was oh, ambulance. Oh, I hate that. And I thought, oh, what can I do? What I can do? And there were other lanes totally blocked. So I just pulled over and ripped the bottom sill of my car. So this wasn't the first the... time that you had an issue with the yeah. other way of an ambulance. I hate being uh, in front of an ambulance or police car. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, it does panic you a little bit, mm. doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. It seems that you can't do the right thing ever. If you stop, you're probably thinking, hang on a second. If I stop, I'm probably blocking them. So you speed up to get out of the way, and at the same time, they probably do you for speeding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true, actually. <laughs> yeah. When you think about it, you add up all of the little mishaps we've had, the trouble <laughs> we've been in, it's because we've been trying to be law-abiding. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not suggesting for one second that we should probably not 
Follow, uh, uh, let the ambulance or police go because they're in a hurry and they do yeah. a tremendous job. But please, uh, have some courtesy also, other way around. Yeah. God, Dad, don't make enemy of the police and the uh, paramedics. We yeah. like desperately need a paramedic and mm-hmm. they won't come. The guy's you! <laughs> <laughs> yes. I heard what you were saying on that podcast. Yeah, sorry. Right, okay, so today's title is The Book of Brilliant Things. Am I right on that? No, you're right, you're absolutely right. It's all about reading. Now, Obviously, my Siddiqui science is linked to some reading, and I thought, how can I link science and books? So I didn't. I've, <laughs> given, <laughs> I've instead given you guys a little bit of a test. I'm going to read some quotes from books, and we'll see how good you are with the quotes from books. Oh, okay. What, what, well, hang on a second. What you're going to give me as a quote, and we have to recognize the book. Yes. Wow, that's a that's a that's cold order, bastard. Come on. Come how on. many people can read a book or several books and remind? You know, um, quotes from them. Hmm. Unless it's the title of the book, of yeah. course. I was going to be smart ass and like try and think of a quote from the Bible, but I generally couldn't think of a quote from the Bible. <laughs> In uh, the beginning, there was. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I should have just done that one. The only quote I can like unequivocally like remember is "This porridge is too hot." Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Cinderella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Cinderella. Yeah, yeah. Is it? No, no. Three no. <laughs> bears. Uh, no, it's not that. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I think it's me when I'm eating some porridge. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right. So, it's the possibility of having a dream come true that makes life interesting. That's the quote. That's the quote. Yeah. Mm. Shall I go first? If you know it, go for it. Uh, Well, it so happens. I do know this one, actually. Go on. Yeah, right, Dad. It's a book called Alchemist. Well done, Dad. And it's written by Paolo Chalem. Well done, Dad. You've got skills. Yes. See, I told you, this is a good game. Or almost 1-0, there's 4, so you've got time to redeem okay. yourself. Home is behind, the world ahead, and there are many paths to tread. Through shadows to the edge of the night, until the stars are all alight. Very poetic. Stars. That sounds like some sort of fantasy book. It does, doesn't it? One of your Game of Thrones... No, Crap. not Game of Thrones. Dad, do you want to hazard a guess? Uh, yes, I think I know this one as well. Uh, this is Lord of the Rings. Well done, Dad. Well done, Dad. Oh, it's really good, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's weirdly good. Well, what can I say? Okay, next one. Uh, well, once again, oh, me, you should get this one. Once again, welcome to my house. Come freely, go safely, and leave something of the happiness you bring. That's Dracula. That's Dracula. Mm-hmm. Who does he say it to? That's Dracula says that to Jonathan Harker. Yep. So he says some really nice stuff to him, and then he tries eating him. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't think that was Dracula, would you? He's <laughs> yeah. so polite. Yeah. Make uh, yourself a hoe. <laughs> and then the next one. Regrettably, all the people I know in Florida don't know about anything outside their great country. No offence to anyone who lives in Florida who listens to the podcast. I'm just reading this from a book. Yeah. Plus, they expect everyone to understand what they're talking about. And if you don't get that one... There's another quote from the same book. You're fired. Oh, <sighs> you shouldn't have said that. I knew this anyway, Basil, anyway. Who was it? Because the reason I have known that, I was given not one, <laughs> but two autobiographies of Lord Sugar himself. Oh, it's from the Lord Sugar. Lord, Lord Sugar's Sugar, autobiography. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that birthday when Dad got two of those. Yeah. yeah. How many of those books have you actually read, though, Dad? Actually, I think just looked at the picture, the front. Yeah. Mm. And that put me off. I thought, no, I'm not going to read that. I love when Dad gets to repeat birthday presents. Remember that year he got like seven fleeces? Yeah. Well? <laughs> two, yeah. Two copies of the same book. I think he chopped one up and turned it into a fleece. <laughs> <laughs> seven fleeces in the lamb. Yeah. 
Right, on. So, do you want to get started as question master slash yes. organizer? So, just to reiterate, the title of our podcast this week is Book of Brilliant Things. Um, we did, last time we did this, we said, can we guess, can we get our listeners to guess who that song is by? Yep. And uh, somebody guessed right, Kelvis, uh, you guessed right, it is a song by Simple Minds. Well done. Well uh, done. I don't actually know what the song sounds like. Must be a good song if it's Simple Minds. So wait, how do you work it then? Do you just look for song titles with books in? I thought they were all songs you knew. Um, no, I think with this one, I just thought we we're going to talk about books. What song title is there? Ah, with book in it. I don't think I've ever heard the song. So you're reverting in reverse order. Yeah, yeah. I am a fan yeah. of Simple Minds, but that's one song I actually I haven't heard. Interesting. Um, so we're going to discuss our favourite books and just reading in general. So the first question is, do we read? Are we readers, three of us? No. No. That's the end of that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be, but I'm not anymore. Yeah. yeah. I still read. I still try and usually have a book on the go every time you ask me. That's very good. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. That's, no. that's keeping discipline, isn't it? Yeah. I have lost yeah. that. I just, I'm after afraid. a while, you, you start to think, well, I've finished that book, I've got another one lined up now, and I'll start reading. That's it. really That's good. Really, now, yeah, back to when you said it, when I said no, I do read, but I don't read half as much as I'd like to read. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed I'll read on holiday when I go on holiday. Yeah. I'll have a, a, a number of books ready to read when I go on holiday. Yeah. yeah. Holiday reading, yeah? Yeah. Do you tend to find that you start and finish a book on when you go on holiday? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you? I could never do that. I'm slow reader. That's another problem with me. The thing is, I'm very much like a sun bathy type holiday. The ones that go on yeah. in the media now. Yeah. So when I'm not in the pool with the media, I'm just reading the books. It's quite it's quite nice. Yeah. yeah. Not just books. I mean, do we read newspapers? We read readers, aren't we? We oh, love read, reading like, yeah. on, on the internet and um, yeah. newspapers. Right. I, I think the news business has changed completely, isn't it? How we obtain the news. Yeah. You're quite right. Uh, I think Twitter is the best form of getting snippets or headlines. Yeah. And then if you're interested in there, I mean, I would give, you know, a million pounds to someone who can say that they read cover to cover any newspaper at any time. Yeah. What, the uh, full thing? The full, yeah. Full, <clears throat> does no that, one does that. that no yeah. one does that. You have to be completely a genius that you have some sort of scanning ability to be able to do and, that. And no job. And, and no job. I was yeah. going to say the other thing is that you've got nothing else to do. Yeah. Uh, but even that. And some of the Sunday papers, if you look at them. You could kill a man. Uh, it, it could, it probably would take me literally a year to put, oh, to yeah, go yeah. through one Sunday newspaper. With all the supplements and the magazines. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if you remember when I did my paper around, I used to hate doing the occasional Sunday. I didn't do every Sunday, mm-hmm. but now and then they'd ask me to do it. I'd cover for someone else. Yeah. And do a Sunday round. And it's a killer. You, oh, you kill, yeah. yeah. Kill yeah. Each other. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, but I think, yeah, we read, but we read like everybody else does. We scan read, don't we? Mm. But the good thing about books is you can't really scan read a book. No. You have to read it properly, don't you? Yeah, my problem is if I try to do that, I think, oh, I've missed something. I've missed a story or part of it or Mm. a character's name. That's another thing when you're reading a book. The first few pages... Uh, you have to really, really read very, very carefully Mm. to understand all the characters because if you haven't worked out what the characters are, you might as well forget the rest of the book. No, I don't think that's true because no. I, I think you, you raise a good point. You do have to like make sure that you've read the first ones. But I've been in situations <coughs> quite a lot when I read a book where I'm like, oh, who's that guy? Wait, that name sounds like that yes, name. Yeah. Who's that? But I don't necessarily read the pages back. I just keep going Continue and then you the think it will come to it. Yes. No, sense. but I'm different. See, I want to get the story there and then enjoy that bit before I move okay. on. Uh, Otherwise, it'll be building up all the time. I'm still trying to work out who this character is. And that will put me off. Yeah. That try- can really put you off. Yeah, it could do. But you mm. should try it that way because yeah. I've definitely, every time I've done it, I've done it with the mindset of like, I don't have a clue who this person yeah. is. Yeah. 
but then it does start to mm. yeah. make sense. I suppose it both ways are right. I have done that as well. Yeah. And then in the end, yes, you get it. And then it all falls into place, doesn't yeah. it? And that is also a sort of celebratory moment then. Yes. yes. Books these days, especially these uh, epics, uh, Game of Thrones and uh, who's that other writer boss? Are they writers? Is it Philip Pullman? I don't know. Conigulden? Conigulden, yeah. They have a lot of characters, don't they now? Yeah. Like we're talking vast amounts of characters. Mm. And some of them aren't introduced at the beginning. They're introduced like midway through Ooh. or towards the end. Game of Thrones, God. Mm. Game of Thrones is insanity. Yeah. But the good thing that they do is their chapters are the actual person that they're focusing on in that right, chapter, okay. which is quite good. Yeah. Until you get to book four and then they do something weird. So we established that we read, but do we really read? That's one of my, that's, that's very How do you mean, do we really read? Well, do we read it like, are we just presented with words on a paper and we think, oh yeah, we'll just read them. Do we, I mean, people say that there's various levels of reading, reading to understand, reading between the lines. Yes, yeah. That kind of stuff. Do we really read? I I would say that a lot of books, I don't really read them because I can't remember them. Very good point. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, especially on this Kindle, I bought my Kindle here today. I'll bookmark a page when I've stopped reading. Mm. But then I'll be reading that bit and I'm thinking, I don't remember reading that bit. Yeah. But it turns out that I have yes, read it. Yeah. What time do you normally read? Uh, usually bedtime. Yeah. That's why I normally find that if I read at bedtime, yeah. I'll have to reread about yeah. two pages again yeah. just mm. to remind myself where I was because I'm exactly the same. Like, eh? I don't remember yeah. this bit. See, that's, that's the difference between me and you because I wouldn't do that. If I read something and I not enjoyed it or understood properly, I wouldn't move on further. That's yeah. the reason sometimes it takes me a bit longer to read. Yeah. The fact that you said that you've, you've read it and you think, hang on a second, I've already read, read this, mm. but you don't something think, no, I haven't, yeah. and carry on. Uh, I suppose the whole point of it is the story itself and the way the story has been told is that it's yeah. a skill of the writer that can he grab your attention? No, yeah, yeah. And then <clears> can, <throat> he, can you stick with it? Yeah. And those are the best uh, um, books I like about yes. them, which will grab you straight away. Yeah. Well, you've heard the expression page-turner. Uh, page-turner, no, page or, or reading the book before you put it down, sort of, the yeah. finishing mm-hmm. before you put it down. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, yeah. yeah. What's the fastest you've read a book? Um, like, let's say, let's say a novel. You're talking about 300 pages, 350 pages. Yeah. Uh, What's um, the fastest? The fastest, I would probably say a week. That's wicked. Seven days. And that's not because it's only, like, 20 pages long. It's a... Probably was a boy, one, one of these patrons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But again, I think that was on holiday. Yeah. Mm. Well, you you read quite big chunks of a book on holiday. Mm. I think. Trouble with bedtime reading is I probably can only give it about 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then page-wise, yeah. you're talking. Yeah. Because you go with the best of intentions of doing a chapter, and then you realise no, mm. a chapter's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, this concept of reading on holiday, it doesn't sit very well with me because I'm sort of person. If I go on holiday. If, and I if read the book, I was thinking, why, why have I come all the way from yeah. the UK, you know, gone to the airport, mm-hmm. caught the flight, spent God knows how many hours and got here, yeah. and all I'm doing is I've got my head in a book. Yeah, but there's, t- there's hours, like say, for example, if you were not on holiday, yeah, those hours would be taken up with so much more. Yeah. They would have been taken up with work, ringing around, fetching kids from school doing shopping, yeah. that kind of stuff. The fact that you go on holidays, you've got hours to kill. So you'll still do your lazing uh, around, you'll do yeah, your... Yeah, uh, yeah. You'll to some visit, I suppose it depends on the holiday. It's mm. one of those holidays that everything is paid for, you don't have to dry, you go there, yeah. plant yeah. your suitcases and put your bikini on. Oh, God, I just had terrible vision. Uh, a friend of mine, by the way, this is a friend of mine. <laughs> a friend of... Oh, it's one of those stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's going on holiday next week. Yeah. 
And uh, I said to him, have a brilliant time. And he said, yeah, I'll be there with my mankini on. And <laughs> this is the image in my head of uh, Tony Gent. <laughs> yes, I'm glad you mentioned his name. I knew who you, were gonna, who you meant. Sure. Yeah, Tony Gent in mankini. If you're listening, Tony, uh, this chuckle is on you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he's catching up with like listening to yeah. our podcast whilst he's on holiday yes, and yeah, in his mankini. He needs a really big book to cover his unmentionables, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the other thing about holidays, a lot of time is spent uh, traveling as well in, to, on planes. Yeah, very and true. Like I said, say like you're on holiday, there might be a time where if at home you'd be watching TV. But because you're on holiday, you feel like, oh, well, I don't want to be watching TV, so I'll read a book. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It is a good way of filling that dead holiday time. Yeah, in yeah. Yeah, I don't. But I think, yeah, Dad, you really do read, don't you? When you read, you're like thinking, I need to understand this bit before I get oh, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He says that, but then if you have a conversation with him about a book, he'll yeah. go, yeah, I don't remember that. Mm. Uh, yeah, but that's just my gen- general state of my um, memory at the moment. Yeah. You know, you could ask me what I had to last night for uh, dinner and I would probably not remember. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So that's nothing to do with that I didn't read. But when I read it, I understood it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, some people have to really read, don't they? Reviewers, people whose job it is to read, publishers, editors, that kind of thing. And like now, nowadays with Kindle and Amazon and everything, you get people writing reviews at the end of books. Yes, yeah. And some of them are really wordy. They're almost like the size of the book itself. And you're thinking, oh, you really read this book, didn't you? Mm. Yeah. And my review is just, it was nice. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. 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 Compelling. Do you, do you give Amazon reviews then? Yeah, sometimes if a book really um, grabs you. Grabs me. That's good. But uh, the best review is that if you hear other people do it, you quite write them. And on occasion, I'm driving long drives and listen to radio, and there's usually book review on some of these programs. And they're fascinating. And Mm -hmm. you can tell they've actually read Code Core. And not only that, they've gone to the psyche of the writer to see what was it all about. I think that is the best way. Yeah. Mm. Very few people can do that. I suppose that's the, the skill comes from being a critic. Yeah. Yeah, they would have like done English literature and uh, got a degree. Oh in yeah, it's understanding there. the story behind the story, yeah, or story within the story. Yeah. I think the best authors are the ones that can that can either tell you exactly what it was that they're trying to express, or they don't at all, and they leave it for you to interpret. Your it. imagination, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, give your favorite book of all time, or at least one of a number of favorite books, and tell us why you loved it so much. Do you want to go first? I can, yeah. I have read few books, obviously, and quite a few of them probably thriller of one type or the other. Uh, they are enjoyable, mm-hmm. but they're not sort of, I wouldn't say that they are uh, a permanent stock of memory in you. But the one book I read was um, uh, historical fiction. Now, that genre to me always sums up, well, if it's history, it's already been done. Why is it fiction? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so those two sort of things don't go together. But I have read something called, uh, it was written by Egyptian lady writer. Um, and it's about, uh, it, the title of the book is, um, let me think, Blood Flowers or Flower of Blood, something like that. And mm. uh, it was in the time when um, uh, Persia was in its day, the Persian culture and society. And that was so gripping. Uh, it was a thick book as well. Mm, yeah. And I read cover to cover. What made it gripping? It, the, the story, the way it result, um, evolves from a, a, a small girl who's been taken away from home because yeah. of circumstances, the family 
issues, etc., and move to completely, totally different setting. And then uh, she sees obviously good side of people and bad side of people. Mm. Mm. And then she grows up, becomes uh, adult woman, and then she returns back to the place where she left. And it's just a complete transformation of a life from a, a childhood to become an older person. Ah. Fascinating. That's really good. And that covers the times at that time things were happening. And some of the things that they were describing, oh God, I, I can't believe that sort of thing. Mm. I mean, one particular thing, is obviously it's to do with the Islamic culture and that sort of take there. And a man was able to marry a woman temporarily. So there was a contract drawn up that I'll marry you for six months and see what you like. And at the end of the day, uh, six months, if I'm not happy, you go on your way. The contract ends. Oh, wow. Mm. That's interesting. I mean, that, you can't in this day and you can't imagine that sort of yeah. thing happens. Yeah. It's interesting that you can't fully remember the name of the book, but you do distinctly remember what happened. Oh, in the absolutely. Book. They're, they're so vivid, the themes yeah. are there. Yeah. And I, it's that vividness, books. isn't it? Yeah. And titles aren't always like, well, how can that be your favorite book? You can't remember the title. It's not that that no, you it's remember. The story. It's what happened in yes, the book. The story yeah. Itself. yeah. The title is also um, um, slightly uh, intriguing because if you read it properly, you think that's the wrong way around, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Blood's a flower or flower of birth, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And you think, no, no, that's wrong. But when you read it, it just it, it makes sense, really. Uh-huh. And there was also other things going on in the background. It's, it's the era when the Persian carpet industry was at its highest uh, at that sort of era. Persian rugs? Yeah. Persian oh, rugs. Yeah. oh, okay. Never didn't think yeah. you'd say that one. Hmm? I didn't think you'd say like one obscure one, but that's just it. Everyone's all read different <coughs> books, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, so yeah. Everyone else is. No, I mean, we're talking about the 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 book that really sort of uh, Stood made out. impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the book. It's a very honest answer as well. I mean, people can say, "Oh, my favorite book is this," and it's because it's everybody's favorite book. Or yeah, no, it's no, no, yeah. no, no, it's like something that, that you, you like. And um, yeah. mine is called "Anatomy of a Murder" by Robert Traver. This is a very good book, listeners. Oh, well. It was also a film made, made in the 50s, but it was the film came out shortly after the book was published. But it is a courtroom book drama. Okay. But I, I recommend this to anybody. Um, if you want to know the ins and outs of like how a case is presented and what the, the what do they call them, the plaintiff and the accuser have to do and have to go through. Yeah. And it's the drama of it. It is so... Well written. It's written by a guy who used to obviously be, um, used to have that job. He used to work in the courts. Um, right. I think he was a criminal lawyer. Yeah. Um, but you, you think this is going to be too legal or this is going to be too stuffed with yeah. legal terms. And yeah. I won't understand it, but it, this is the good thing about this book. It's quite accessible as well. Mm. But it's to do with, uh, accusation of a murder. For, uh, some guy gets accused of murdering somebody who raped his wife. Right. And at the time it was written, it was quite sensational because they didn't really discuss things like that. Yeah. Rape and, and that no. sort of thing. Yeah. And some of the terms. But the the guy who is defending the the accused, he, they, they really do an in-depth character study of this guy. Because he's, fa- he's quite a familiar kind of guy. He's quite a friendly right kind of, the uh, accused is the, the the accused lawyer yeah <clears throat> oh right okay yeah um he's one of these homely kind of he's been in the town for ages everybody knows him quite friendly guy, right but he's very sharp and uh, sounds a bit like uh to kill a mockingbird guy yeah well, to kill it? a mockingbird yeah, yeah that's yeah. yeah which i've not read but um uh 
this uh, I imagine is something like that. It really gets it yeah, puts yeah. you right in the courtroom. Yeah. I think courtroom dramas are brilliant. Yeah. Whether it's a book or whether it's had been uh, turned into film. Yeah. Uh, because that's what Killing of Mockingbird is also yeah. a book and, and the film yeah. as well with Gregory Peck. Mm. Uh, and it's really it's, it's very good. Yeah, it's very good thing. But it's well written as well. Uh, th- this subject matter d- in the hands of the wrong person, it could you could become bogged down with it. Yeah, mm. it could become very stop startish. But this, for some reason, this flowed. I think this was one of the books that I read quite quickly because mm. it just lets you read it quite quickly. There's some authors have a weird style of writing, don't they? And some sometimes it works, and some sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I don't think have you ever read the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo that series. The Millennium no, no. series. Me and Russ read them, and some people hated the fact that the author, I think it's Steve Larson or something yeah, like yeah. that, that he went into so much description on what the um, characters were eating, drinking, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. how they were shaving their face, yeah. what, mm. how they were putting their clothes yeah. on and stuff. But I love that. It was so descriptive. Exactly. That I, I like that too really because you, the they're visualizing it for you. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? The scene is made for yes. you, dear. And, and there's something is, nice about it because you like kind of I think it makes you invest in the characters a little bit more mm. because you know them a little bit better. Yeah. It, it it's quite a, a, a skill, isn't it? Because yeah. if I was to write something like that, and our time you write something, and to provide a description, think, oh my god, it's so laborious, yeah. isn't it? To yes. give yeah. out that detail, to do that sort of thing in it's, a book, yeah, it's very it's difficult. Yeah, skill. it's hard work. Yeah, my favorite book, uh, as you know, I'm I. For many years, was more of a graphic novels reader. Yeah. So like comics and stuff, and I always get the mick taken out of me. <laughs> but there's one very good one. If you were going to read any, mm-hmm. you've heard of Watchmen, haven't you? The film Watchmen. Yes. Now I don't mind that one, but it's a bit too long-winded for me. Yeah. Too many pictures in it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But DC, the guys who make Batman and Superman, did something similar to that mm-hmm. called Identity Crisis. Identity Crisis is really good. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's a murder mystery. There's someone killing loved ones of superheroes. Right. He's found out like all of their secrets and knows who they are and then kills like people within their families, like mm. such and such wife or such and such dad and stuff like that. And it's a who done it and it's written really well. And it really shows like the vulnerable side of superheroes. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter how strong Superman is. If, if someone knows his loved ones, what can yeah. he do? And it's done it's really it's done quite well. In terms of books though, uh the Conqueror and Emperor series by uh Con Eagledon, Dad, same with you, historical fiction. Yeah. It's the story, the Emperor series is the story of Julius Caesar. Yeah. And the Conqueror series is the story of Genghis Khan. And the reason why I like historical fiction, like Dad said, it's kind of like history. How can it be fiction? Yeah. But I think historical fiction is the best way to learn about what happened Mm -hmm. in history. Because there's a background story with, with fictional characters in. Yeah, but because it's set in a time that you didn't know much about, exactly. you're getting a bit of a history lesson. Yes, yeah, so yeah, because that bit will be accurate, yeah. won't it? All of that stuff. Someone yeah. else, Simon Scarrow, he he goes into so much detail mm. about like art, like Roman armies and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. Fight. So I learned so much stuff from that. Yeah. One of my favourite facts that I learned from one of those books though was, you know, Genghis Khan. Yes. And the Mongol Empire. Yeah. When he died, I think it was his son called Ogadai Khan. Yes. And I was reading the notes at the back of one of these books, and it basically said that the second Khan, the Mongolian army was taking over Europe, so it was invading Europe. And around the time, there were knights, there were European knights, yes, yeah, and then British knights with the big armor and stuff like mm. that. And the way that Mongols fought, their whole hit and run using really strong arrows, running on on horses which had more control because they were a little shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just basically their fighting technique. The 
European armies just couldn't do anything about it. They mm. couldn't beat them because of their fighting style. And they yeah. tried loads of different things and they couldn't do anything. And what happened was they were very close to taking over Europe. Everywhere they were going, they were dominating. Yes. Ogadai Khan passed away, though. He had like some sort of heart attack at a very young age. Mm. And the Khan rule is that you go back. All armies go back and go to the funeral. They never came back to Europe after that and focused more on China. Right. And there's a big what if. If he didn't yeah. die, how different would have changed the history. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. I love yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And like I said, that's historical fiction, but yeah. it's based on things Fact. that actually did happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, what, if any, book are you reading now or have read recently? At the moment, I'm reading another Connie Golden book, but it's more about the War of the Roses. So he's he's done his next set of historical oh, okay. fiction. Okay, so he, he picks, he, he doesn't yeah. focus on one aspect no. of history. Well, yeah, he focused on Rome. He did four books uh, for Julius Caesar. Then he did a Genghis Khan. This one's a little bit of a different project for him because it's not necessarily focusing on one character. It's more about a period of time. Yeah. So it's the War of the Roses. It's I, I'm finding it a little harder to read, but I think that's because I've got a media now and like, yeah, yeah. just so busy to try and read. So mm. when it comes to holiday, then but that's a page turner. The second I put that book, I yeah. got invested in that book. I wouldn't put it down. Yeah. What about you, Dad? Are you reading it? Well, lately I have um, uh, sort of obtained or got this phobia of reading, if I'm honest with you. Hmm. Um, phobia in the sense that if you give me a piece of paper with lots of writing on it and ask me to read it or look at it, I'll just, my mind will go blank. I don't know why. It's something to do with, uh, I haven't got the time or feel I haven't got the uh, sort of that stamina left to go through a Paid by paid by paid, and that is a bad thing in itself. Mm. But I do occasionally read. But I have actually turned, thanks to you guys, for getting me audiobooks. Yeah, yeah of course. Which, which, which is brilliant way of uh, if you are that sort of person, and also time factor as well. Okay. Well, you go on lots of long journeys, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So if it it will take me to read a book, I don't know, a, a month or so uh, with audio, I can listen to it yeah. uh, probably three times in a week, which is brilliant. So mm. I'm sorry to say. Uh, to disappoint our listeners that I have turned to that and currently I'm listening to a, uh, a thriller that, that happened in India and it's, uh, it's quite quite involved in a sense that even when you're listening you have to follow it yeah. character mm. by, by character scene by yeah. so I, I'm really loving that at the moment that's really good Yeah. how do you figure that you'd read because you can read Urdu can't you Yeah. would you read a book in Urdu yeah I've read you, yeah. lots of books in Urdu yeah and they were my actually early, early time when I was uh, uh, in Pakistan. Yeah. But I've read a few here as well. And what do those books, what what do they describe, what Western books describe? I'd imagine they'd be completely different, wouldn't they? Because yeah. you'd be focusing on things like... No, it's quite a lot of them have been translated from English yeah. into uh, particularly uh, the thriller ones, the detective stories and yes, that sort yeah. of thing. Uh, but they have their own as well. There's a mm. history is full of uh, yeah. books like that, uh, our own history. Mm. In fact, uh, somebody gave me a book last year about Pakistan, history of Pakistan. Yeah, in Urdu? Yeah. No, it's in English. Mm. Yeah. And so I have actually read about half of that and I thought, yes, I know all that. Yeah. <laughs> so shall I continue with that one? But yeah. I think I might pick it up again. That's, That's another funny. thing. Uh, on Kindle, I probably have got, you know, a few hundred books on Kindle. And the habit there is that you look at a title yeah. and you look at the, the first few lines or the yeah. preface of it and you think, yeah, this is going to be good. And then you go into it, read it, and then about after 10 pages, you think, no, I think it's hard work. Mm. 
And also, I think you spoiled for choice. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Am I right? You read my mind with yes. that. That's the problem when you've got the Kindle in front of you. Yeah. You want you're not only spoiled with choice with the amount of books that you can literally just flick through and go yeah. through. You you're distracted by everything that that Kindle does. Yes. It's got like a little YouTube app on it. Yes. It's got like a, <laughs> a Amazon app on it or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You can play games on it. Mm. And I just don't think it's the same as having an actual physical copy yeah. of the book in your hand. I um, think you're right. Yeah. It's not, yeah. I've, I don't read that half as much negative, as I used to. Ne- yeah. Negative aspect yeah. of yeah. A, a, a book on any machine. Mm. Now, the good thing about Umar is he's that much of a technophobe that you wouldn't know how to access all those other apps, would you? <laughs> I do, but I don't like the fact that I can do that. Okay. How, does yeah, it because, you yeah, that? I mean, I, I thought I'd have displayed my books to show you how, like, literate I am, but if you look at my video library as well, there's quite a few films on there. Too. Oh, is it? Yeah. So, um, probably more. But I always look at it and I think, right, I've got too many videos now, I need to balance it with some books. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually brought, I was going to bring that up, Omar, because one of the things that I remember about you when we went to Spain was I said, oh, Omar, what book are you reading? And he was reading Aliens. Yeah. And I go, what? You mean the film? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm reading that. And I go, why? You, like, you've watched the film so many times. Yeah. And I didn't understand that. And then I think there was, did you have the Terminator book as well? You went through a period of having I books read, for films. Yeah, books from films. And, and these weren't like books, Films based on books. These were like very like. Well, this is we know this as a film. Really. Yes, we yeah. didn't even know that this was a book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, aliens, but I can't think of any others. Um, sure, there must be something like, on here. Like a Clive Barker one or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but Clive Barker is a, is a writer of books. But I think you were reading something that you had watched as a film first. Yeah, probably a Nightbreed or Nightbreed, yeah, Hellraiser Nightbreed, or something yeah. like that. But like, I mean, you say, well, Exorcist, that's a film, but it's not. Exorcist it's a book, is a book. Yeah, you, you see, have to recognize that, that as a book. book. Yeah. Uh, I'm currently reading a book called Archangel, which is, again, it's a historical fiction, but it's by this uh, author called Robert Harris, and he writes a lot of these historical fictions like what-if scenarios. And so then he, Robert Harris rings the bell. You might be thinking of the other Harris who wrote this, Thomas Harris, who wrote The Silence of the Lambs. That's books. it, yeah, right. Uh, Robert Harris, he, he writes, he wrote a book called Fatherland, which is what if the Nazis had won the war. Mm-hmm. Ah, right, but, okay. Uh, but the book I'm reading now is Arch... Arch Archangel, Archangel, sorry, which is a place in Russia. Archangel, yeah, support in Russia. Mm. But this is uh, some guy discovers a secret uh, series of letters written by Stalin. So it starts off quite good. I've only started reading it, but it goes into a lot of detail as well. Like you say, Buzzard, like sometimes historical fiction seem to go into more detail because they're trying to ground you in the fact that. Well, this is historical fiction, but these places and names are real. Yeah. So they have to go to that extra length to describe what is happening. I think because yeah. they've got that option as well, they'll go for it. Mm. Because it's not come from the top of their head. Yeah. Or from their imagination, they may as well go for it. Yeah. Whereas your Game of Thrones or your Lord of the Rings might not go into as much depth. Mm. But then they're bad examples because they're brilliant because of the fact yes, that they go yeah. into that much depth and they've mm. created their own little world from it. Some go too much. There's a, a right author called Jack Higgins. Or is it Frederick Forsyth? But there's a book that he writes and he describes it. There must be about two chapters dedicated to the way the inside of a Kremlin, Kremlin building looks like. And two I stopped reading it. Yeah, you would do. And I thought, yeah, I can't, I'm not interested in this. No. And I wrote quite a nasty review. I said, Did anybody else find this like really boring? Did you get any feedback? No. But other people giving it like high stars. And yeah, stuff. other people loving it. And I think people read those kind of books for that, for in, that, for reason, that kind yeah. of in depth feature. Uh, what's the quickest you've read a book? We touched on that. Yeah. Uh, I think that Anatomy of a Murder, I read that quite quickly. Yeah, I'd still say my average book time is fortnight at best. Really? Yeah. Fortnight at best. No, I don't at think best. I could read a book, even the smallest one in that. Probably a month. 
if I really, yeah, if I put my mm. mind to it. It depends how um, disciplined you are. Yeah. Uh, and you want to do it. Yes. But have you ever been in a point where you think, oh, yeah, I can't wait to go to bed so I can go yeah, and read that mean, book? Yeah, yeah. That's mm. when you know you've got a book, good yes, book because yeah. you've left it at a page turn and yeah. you think, oh, I'm yeah. on a cliffhanger and you think, I need to get home yeah. and, and do that. And that's when you know a sign of a book. So it doesn't necessarily matter how much time it takes. Mm. You. Yeah. It's how much that yeah. book's gripped you. Yes. I mean, let's not forget it. The whole idea of reading a book is that getting pleasure. So why would you rush it if you yeah. think that you need to take time and read it and understand it properly? Yeah. It, you know, enjoy it. Savor it. Yeah, yeah savor it. Mm. Um, so, I've got a question. I'm sorry to on, throw you in your stride. Has a book, or not necessarily the whole book start to finish, but has there ever been a point in a book where something's happened in the book and it's affected you quite badly? Like it's That's affected your mood? Hmm... Possibly, yeah. I think, um, I think there might have been a Stephen King book that I read that did something like that. But something happened in it where you it just thought I wasn't it. expecting that, and yeah. it threw you in. Like, oh my god! You mean like a death of a central character or Basically, something, like, yeah. something like that? Now you two aren't big on Game of Thrones, are you? No. But Game of Thrones are the kings for that, yeah. honestly. Yeah. It's having that twist, isn't it? Twist yes, in the story. That twist. Yeah. You think something's going to happen that you just think that's not that will never happen. Yeah. And then when mm. it happens, I remember I read this certain bit. I won't give it away because I don't know who's read Game of Thrones. Like yes. you listen to our podcast. If you haven't read or watched it, then do get into it. It's a bit violent, mm. but it's, it's yeah. definitely worth it. But I remember there was a bit when I was reading the books, and this bit affected me so badly. And you know, obviously, when I was teaching. I went into school the next day and I was like, hey, kids, look, just, you'll, you'll read books where you like get emotionally invested in heroes. Don't get emotionally invested in heroes. <laughs> yeah. 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 But this bit like really threw me. I was, like, really I was not expecting that at all. Okay. Well, but that hero is yeah. not really a hero, he's a villain. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Sometimes that happens. I read a, a book, uh, some years ago, a kite runner. You probably know that. Yeah, one, mm-hmm. right? yeah. And there's an amazing twist in that one. I don't know if you read that. I won't no. spoil it. But there's an amazing twist in that. But the visual start to actually visualize yourself. Is it going that? Is it that going? That I way? see. Caught you there. Yeah, yeah. Caught that. yeah. And then it, it it is that when you think it is. Yeah. yeah. Pulls a rug from under you. It pulls yeah. a rug from mm. under you. But if it does it midway through the book, you're like, what the hell else is there yeah. that's going to throw me now? Yes. Yeah. And if it's a series of books, that's why Game of Thrones is so popular because it's a mm. series of books. You just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You just don't have a clue what's going to mm. happen. Mm. And that's when you've got something very good, I think. Yeah. There, There is a book. Uh, I'm quite a fan of Agatha Christie. Uh, and there's a story called The, Mur- the Murder of Roger Ackroyd. I think it's one of the first ones she wrote. Mm. But that's got a quite kick in the crotch to it. Has it? Mm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Just not expecting that. It kind of like leads you towards it. And you're thinking, well, why didn't I pick that up? Right, you yeah. Still don't pick it up. No, you don't. I'm sure it's that book. I think we give ourselves like a rating system, don't we? We believe we we there's a set of rules, isn't there, when it comes mm. to books? That it's not the central character who's going to suffer; it's going to be anyone who's closely linked yes. to the central character who's yeah. at risk. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's certain rules in terms of that, mm. or something big will happen, but yeah. it won't necessarily happen at that time. This is the trouble with reviews as well, because you read the reviews before you purchase the book. You mm. kind of know that something's going to happen. So yeah. with you, boss, if you read the review of that yeah. Game of Thrones, you would have probably known. I'm going to go. In fact, that. that's really good because I'm going to go on Amazon and see what people said about it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes that's the only way to uh, to choose a book because there is vast amount of stuff mm. out there. Yeah, and I tell you, mine usually is the Booker Prize or something like that gives you some indication. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that might be a good read. Yeah. 
so that's where I get my information or book reviews mm. uh, by professional people. Yeah. That is a, sometimes a good way. M- mine's always genre, so I'll always pick like a historical fiction. Yeah. And I must admit, I'm guilty for whatever flavor the month is like. Yeah. Actually, no, I'll tell a lie. I never read Da Vinci Code. I've never read any of those Dan mm. Brown ones. But I did read The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and that was quite big. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's another thing. If you uh, read one author, and you tend to understand how they work, and then you then t- normally follow, because I've read three or four of the inches. Um, and, yeah, uh, and that gets you, because then it becomes easy read in a sense, mm-hmm. if you know, yeah. because mm-hmm. you understand how they work, or they operate, or they write. Yeah, yeah. you understand that world. Yes, yeah. that yeah. world, yeah. Yeah, good, good. Um, have you ever reread a book? So either because you didn't understand it the first time, or because it was that good. I've reread Dracula, but yeah. that's mostly because I read that when I was very young, mm-hmm. and then thought that I'm just going to give this another go. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we enjoyed it. Well, I don't think I've reread any. There's never enough time. <laughs> I'm definitely at an age now where I wouldn't reread. Yeah, I wouldn't reread now. No, you want new stuff now, don't you? Yeah, which is a shame because there is some stuff that I'd love to read, like the mm-hmm. Carnegie ones I read years ago when I was in university. Yeah. So you're talking like 15 years ago now. Yeah, yeah 15 and I years. suppose if you read a book when you were young and then you read the same book, say, 10, 15 years later, you'd probably have a different view, expectation yeah. of it, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's similar to like music and films, isn't it? Like yeah. the stuff I listened to when I was at uni, I don't really listen to as much now. Yeah, but yeah. you listen to it, oh my God. Yeah, some you know, of it, I do cringe that. a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I do cringe a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I also heard a, an interview somewhere on the radio, somebody, somebody talking about, I said, what we need to do as a whole world, we start writing books. There should be a international uh, ban against writing new books. And he said, "What? That's a bit yeah, because we have millions, if not trillions, of books already. Yeah. And have you read all of them? Yeah. Let's mm. just read those. Said, yeah. yeah. Okay. He said, "There's a lot of material out there, and if you bring rereading into it, you probably never ever want to write mm. another book." Yeah, it's very true, isn't it? There's just physically too many books for any one person to li- read in their lifetime. Yes. Yeah. 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 And especially when it comes to historical fiction, is there may be so many different versions of the same oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wouldn't it? Mm. So it makes you wonder why are we doing that? Because we know the story where it is. Are we reading for the story? Are we reading for the style? Are we reading for yeah. the delivery? Yeah. Are we reading for whatever? What are we reading for? Um, some people, I mean, I've talked to some people and they will reread the same book because they like the way that book makes them feel or they like how they are when they're reading that book, and which is perfectly understandable. I think I've read Alchemist twice. It's quite a small book, isn't it? Yeah, Alchemist is difficult to actually get yeah. as well. Mm. You have to really, really... Mm. I think that's why I reread it. Yeah. yeah. Still didn't get it. Still didn't get it. It's nice. There's lovely moments yeah. in yeah. it. There are lots of actually... With him, there's a called Road to Santiago. I don't know if you've read that one. Yeah. And one or two other weird titles. And it, it's hard work, actually, mm. getting to mm. Paula Cello. Uh, but once you're in there... You're in. It's yeah. brilliant. And, um, well, so I lost my track. Um, <clears throat> what is your favourite genre of book? And what does that say about you? In my case, I don't think I'm, uh, I, I'm stuck, I will stick to one genre. No. no. Whatever is flavour of the time, or I feel that way. I mean, yeah. I read, um, uh, what's the name, uh, the film that you mentioned earlier. Um, oh God. I forget, I, I won't, the name won't come in. But yeah, I have read all sorts. I've read thrillers, I've mm. read the historical mm. fiction, I've read autobiography as well, which mm. we, yeah. Um, and 
in my on younger days, I have read a few uh, romantic novels. Yeah, okay. Well, when you say romantic, you've not read Mills and Boone, have you? Or no, no, no. Yeah, that's no, all right then. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> what does that say about you, or romantic you? I think it's this all-rounded personality, I suppose. Yeah. I did accidentally read a uh, chick chick one. Like It wasn't even like a romantic one. It was like a proper... You know, there's like uh, magazine-y type ones that yes, you yeah. get, like mm. Confessions of a Shopaholic or that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I accidentally read one. I was trying to delete it off my Kindle the other day because yeah. I didn't want any reference that I did. But a few years ago when I first bought the Kindle, yeah. I was too cheap to buy any books. So I was like, oh, whatever free books. Whatever free yeah, books. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. when me and Mel went to uh, New York and we went around Halloween time. And I go, oh, yeah, I want a bit of a skit. So yeah. I'll, just down- I'll just download some Halloween-y type ones. Mm. Yeah. And this one just threw me because it wasn't, what I expected it to be. Yeah. It was about like a romance at Halloween time. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in the pain reading the like a bit of a I was teen. such a sucker. Eh? Yeah, it was like a right teeny thing. <laughs> You're quite right. Actually, I have been guilty of that because sometime on Kingle that you're not 100% sure mm. what the title, yeah. what the title suggests. And I ended up reading something which I thought, oh my God, if somebody sees me reading this, they were going to say, what the hell yeah, is wrong with you? But it was because it was a free book. I yeah. didn't want to like spend any money on it. <laughs> Oh. What is it called? Love comes at Halloween or something like that. <laughs> that like, could be the clue, man. That's who's gonna vampires in. I mm. don't know. <laughs> but I suppose it's like Twilight as well, isn't it? That's not really horror, is it? That's no, like a romance. Yeah. yeah. You guys have a look at my Kindle uh, book selection now and you try and piece together what kind of person I am from the kind of books that I read. I, c- I could hazard a guess at you. Oh, actually, you like your horrors and thrillers, though, don't you? Yeah. You're more of a thriller yeah. type yeah. of person, though, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. What does that stem from, do you think? Well, what was the first thriller that you read? Uh, the first thriller that I read... Um, well, I, I was a big fan of the Sherlock Holmes books. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Would so Sherlock the murder is always uh, a murder mysteries, crime... Uh, but there's also a bit of sci-fi in there as well. Yeah. Have you um, read them? Um, uh, just for the listeners, I'm looking at this now. Um has got a brief history of time. Yeah. And no. obviously it's quite poignant with uh, the passing of uh, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking, yeah. That's yeah. a shame. Have you actually read it? I think it, I started though? reading it. But Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the books that I'll hopefully at some point I will sit down and read it. But I think now that my brain just can't, if it couldn't pick it up then when I was younger, I don't think I'd be able to pick it up now. No. I don't know. It's just you've got too much going on in your life all the time now. Yeah. Too many responsibilities to mm. actually sit down and digest that, which yeah. is a shame. But then when you're young, you would never have the patience for it as well. No, it's the patience, isn't it? Yeah. And it's patient. being able to skim through what what it is that you do need to read yeah. and what you can overlook. Um, but yeah, I mean, hard. some of the books are really hard work to get into them, aren't mm. they? Yeah. You can actually read quarter of the book before you could get into yeah. it. But it's painful yeah. because you're missing out on a hell of the story if you don't get into mm. it. Don't get, yeah. 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 Uh, we mentioned earlier rereading a book. If you look, it's, I've got The Secret History there by Donna Tart. Um, I'm sure our listeners have heard of this story. Uh, this is a big favourite of quite a few of the kids in our, in our family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it says new there. That means I've not opened it. So I've ordered that with that with the view that I'm going to reread that because yeah. I enjoyed that a lot the first time I read it. What's it about in a nutshell? In a nutshell, it's a kind of like a dead post society, like a group of like wavered, wavered uh, university kids get together. But again, there's a murder mystery involved. But I remember the writing really like blowing me away the way she used to write. Good writing. Kind of like a yeah. poetic way of yeah. writing. Excellent. And the way she used to describe the, the world of university. It's like if if I was a cool kid, this is how I'd... This is how I'd like my university life to have been. Right, yes, yeah. of course. But uh, it says new, but that means I've, 
<laughs> ordered it. Thought, yeah, I'm gonna reread this, but I didn't. You got a lot of books there, though, man. That's very good. Yeah, well, I wondered when, when did you guys give me this? Because this was a birthday present. Yeah, I think yeah, that's about five yeah. years now. Kindle. Um, I I will stick to my historical fictions, but that's purely because I don't know. I I like it's it's more the authors. Yeah. I have a certain mm. amount of authors that I, if they've written a book, yeah. I'll go out of my way to mm. read that book. Mm. But I remember when I did read Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and there's been other thrillers that I've read just in and out and stuff. Um, and I love thrillers. A good thriller. Mm. Um, very atmospheric, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I'm more likely to read a horror story than to actually watch a horror film. Yeah, you're very unlikely to catch me re- uh, watching a horror film, mm, but yeah. I'll be all right reading one. Yeah. What are your views about the books turned into films? How do you feel them? Have you? Uh, if it's done well, it's done yeah, really well. Yeah. I mean, I find, I've seen quite a few of those now. I've read books and CV. But I think the films don't do justice to the books most of the time. Nine no. times out of ten. <clears> There'll <throat> always be someone who's read the book that said, oh, they've missed this bit, oh, yeah. not yes. this bit. I can understand the practicality of it at all as well. But sometimes if you miss the main point of it, then mm. it just takes that away. Would you agree with these ones then? This is going to be tough because you may not have read the book as well. But there's uh, Silence of the Lambs, Umer, is yes. in the top. Ten, I think, of best books to film yes. adaptations. Oh, will be, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings is in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Which I think they did a, ma- a brilliant job with something. Moby Dick. Has anyone read that? No, no but I didn't know they made a film of that as well. Uh, Dracula. Oh. Now they're saying specifically the 1931 Dracula. Okay, does, does yeah, yeah, does the film justice? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Train Spotting, but I've not read that. Okay. Uh, yeah. What about Godfather? I read the Godfather book. Really? Yeah. yeah, and it's quite weird, the Godfather book. Oh, it's almost like episodes Godfather 1 and 2, the films, yeah. are in the first Godfather book. But there's a really long bit in the Godfather book which just isn't in the film, and I can see why. It's it weird. Work. It doesn't fit. Really? You'd read it, and I think well, you'd think, well, that sounds more like a medical, like something that'd be in a medical drama. Wow. Uh-huh. What's it about? Is it about it's a bit rude. Or... It's about an operation on a certain part of the anatomy. Ah. And you think, why is that in The Godfather? And then you think, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm glad they didn't put that in the book. Yeah. Yes, in the film, because like, yeah. it wouldn't have won the Oscars. Uh, yeah, really? It was yeah. that out of place? I'm, I'm sure, sure it was The Godfather. Yeah. yeah really you haven't stuck two books together, right? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've read few, and then they turn in film, and I must admit, I, I do enjoy because then you are actually visualizing in actual fact what the yes, characters yeah. did. And one of them always, I, I remember even to the lovely bones. I don't know if you read the oh, novel, yeah. really sad story, mm. and that you read that, and and it's the fact that it, the the revenge takes place, and you want to see that rather than read about mm. it, and uh, that that's good. Well, because in the book you don't get in the film you don't get the revenge, do you mm. really? Well, you do in a, in a sense. You it's, know the icicle really, falling yeah, and yeah. that the, guy. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Sometimes you'll read a book and you'll say, "God, they need to make a film of this." Now, why do people say that? Is that because they want to see their imagination put out on the screen and see how closely it matches yeah, what they yeah, read? Yeah. Well, the material's already there. That's another yeah. thing, isn't it? Mm. You have to decide how good your adaptation is going to be. Yes. But there are, I mean, the, I, the, looking through the books here, there's one here that's called The Ruins of San Francisco, which is quite a good book. And I, watching it, I thought, yeah, this needs to be, uh, they may need to make a film of this. And I think of that of nearly every book that I read. They could make a film <laughs> yeah, out of this. Yeah. yeah. Someone's, I've just done a quick search on ones that were shunned for not doing a very good job. The Scarlet Letter. 
didn't do a very good job. Yeah. That film adaptation. The Grinch, that stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, um, nothing major. I Am Legend as well, apparently. Yeah. yeah. With Will Smith, that didn't do a good job of mm. adapting it. But you'd be amazed at how many films are actually based on books. Do you know Jaws was a book? You can imagine all of yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. My old school that I used to work at, and I used to love it, every Christmas they'd give you this thing called the books on the box. Yeah. And it's basically a list of everything that's going to be in TV, mm. like films, but which were originally books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm going to miss that this Christmas because mm. this year was the last time yeah. I got it. But it was such a nice idea because it links literacy with what's on yeah. TV as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a lovely idea. Yeah. I mean, some films as well, they're loose adaptations of books. Uh, so Apocalypse Now is a loose adaptation of a book called mm. Heart of Darkness. Right, yeah. Where the the director and the guy who wrote the screenplay of obviously taken the central themes of that book and trans uh, translated it into the Vietnam War. Ah, which, right. And that, that, I mean, yeah. that was a multi-Oscar winning film. That was Wow. Sometimes taking the ideas out of a book yeah. and putting uh, them in another contemporary yeah, setting. That was that, so, that's well, interesting. I suppose in theory that every film is a book sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Particularly uh, the historical ones. Yeah. They're the factual. I mean, mm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> obviously, can you get any better? That yeah, book yeah. Than, uh, you know, referring to Bible in yes, some cases. Yeah, yeah. The original story. Uh, I was watching Frozen with Amelia the other day, and at the end I just caught that it said taken from the ice queen or something like that. So okay. you, Disney films, I think, are constantly mm. taken from mm-hmm. Grimm's fairy tales and yeah. stuff like that. So, If there was an autobiography written about you, do you think people would read it? I think that's a, that's a separate question on its own. Yeah. Uh, we haven't really touched much on autobiographies. People writing books about themselves or having a book written about themselves. Yeah. I think sometimes it really deserves it. Yeah. Sometimes it does. And if you're a fan of that person, mm, yeah. yes. Have you ever read an autobiography? Have you ever I have, any? yeah, I've read one too. Um, but most of the time I actually, no, I can't get into them. I'm thinking, yeah, somebody is blabbering on about themselves. Themselves. Yeah. yeah. Like nowadays, I, I don't think any modern, anyone who's in, TV right now or anything like that who's say in their 40s or younger how yeah. can you really justify mm. autobiography mm. it should be when you're at the end of your career really, yeah. really end of your career like I've read Stan Lee's and it was the best thing I've ever written yeah. read, mm. sorry. Stan Lee's the guy that you you want to read an autobiography about him yeah. Yeah. and he's got such an interesting life Yeah, such an interesting he life he will have yeah, yeah. Mm. But it's not necessarily everybody's cup of tea is it? no Some no people might I'm not a fan of the if you fan yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, these people that you're talking about, they, the best thing they can do is their unfinished autobiography because if they, if they only lived 30 years or 40 years, they'll have, have a lot more life to do. Yeah. They should do another one later on. I suppose the reason some people <coughs> write their autobiography when they're young is because what they're known as being famous for will only happen whilst they're young. Yeah. yeah. So they've got to kind of get out of the way. And mm. they've got a market for it as well. People yeah. are interested in yeah. it as well. Footballers, pop stars... Their career is winding down now, isn't it? Yeah. So write the autobiography. Yes, now. while while you're yeah. popular. Because suppose, there won't yeah. be anything to write about when they're older, because they'll just yeah. settle into like life, like looking after kids and all that stuff. So, yeah, I see what you mean. But Stan Lee's for that reason, because he just grew up and was quite old when he got into the comic industry. His life before that was really interesting, yeah. like he was in the war and stuff like that. So it's mm. very, very interesting. Have you read, ever read an autobiography on that? Yeah, I yeah I read the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. Now Schwarzenegger, I'd give really him that because he's got a very he's got an interesting mm. life. Did you know that Arnold Schwarzenegger made his first million before he even became a film star through bodybuilding? Yeah, through bodybuilding and property. Ah, all right. Yeah, 
he bought a load of old uh, fact, uh, office blocks and turned them into gyms, and he became a <laughs> self-made millionaire before he even made that. his first film. Yeah. yeah, but that was really interesting. And then his foray into politics, um, and some of the crazy stuff that happened on his film sets. And yeah, then, yeah, he's led an interesting yeah. life. He has, yeah. yeah. And whether you agree or not with the man, uh, I mean, I like Onish. I like Onish. I can't not like. Uh, but there's a lot of people that don't like him. Yeah. But sometimes I think it's probably it might be. More interesting to read a biography of somebody you don't really admire yeah. or yeah, you, really because that's how about. the world is, isn't it? It's yeah. not always glorified people. There are sort of yeah, And sometimes it can be a warning from history or a, like a tale of like how not to live your life. Mm. You read the autobiography of somebody who failed or yes, yeah. or <laughs> ended up on the wrong side of the law. You read it and think, well, how do I avoid his mistakes or her mistakes? Yeah. I've got the Alan, pa- Alan Partridge uh, autobiography that's, to read, yeah. but it's the character Alan Partridge, isn't it? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Do you Writing autobiography as a fictional character. character. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. What you're saying, Omar, it, it ought not ought to be autobiography, but some sort of manual, isn't it? That yeah, this is yeah. how I live my life, but this is yeah, another yeah. way to do it. <laughs> yeah, is, I don't recommend this to you. Life manual. Yeah, I think we'll reserve that question. If we wrote an autobiography, what would be? Yeah. Well, it'd be boring. I'll tell you that. I now. don't think it would be. In well, fact, my I, th- I think you, I think Dad's got an autobiography. In him, yeah, Dad. I'd say if, if anyone has that, us two, yeah. us three, it's you. They say everyone has a book in them. Is that true? Could you write a whole book? I want to oh write a whole God. book. I've yeah. got a plan for a whole book. Have you? Yeah, mm. but I won't shed any light on it now because I want to keep it close to my chest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I at one time I wanted to be a budding writer, mm. and I had loads of uh, ideas. But never put them onto paper. So that's where the disconnect is. I have got lots of ideas, but I can't yeah. be. Tape recording, you need. Yeah, you should do that, and then someone mm. else can transcribe them. Yeah. yeah. Well, like you said, Basil, you're leaving this on another day when you have some time to spare. Like mm. I don't think yeah. that will ever happen. No. It, just, it will go with me. Those books will go with me. Yeah. <laughs> Unwritten books. I'd record it. Just when you're on the record drive, it. record yeah. it, yeah. <clears throat> Um, and just be interviewed. I mean, have a ghostwriter do it for you. Just um, say, look, I've got a lot of ideas. I want to tell people about my life. Is yeah. anybody who'd be interested uh, to write this down? Because they'll do it for I you. I think you're absolutely right. Because the, uh, another thing is that if you have all those memories stacked away, how do you start it? Because you can't really. No, somebody to has to initiate. Yes. Somebody's somebody got to interview. Yeah, somebody yeah. remind you that mm. before it comes. And I have had it go in myself. I said, right. Let's start from beginning, and then after about ten minutes, you think, "No, no, I can't do this. I can't. Mm. Uh, why am I answering that? Why was that?" You can't really automatically yes. do it. Yeah, yes. it has yes. to be yes. initiator of some sort. Because a ghostwriter, they probably what they'll do is they'll look at you and go, "Well, I think your life parallels this other celebrity. I'm going to write the book in the style of that." Yeah, oh, I see what you mean, so yeah. like uh, with Dad, I don't know, maybe Trevor McDonald or somebody like that, somebody who. Yes, from yeah. another country who made it, who become quite popular here and is quite well respected. Oh, yeah, there, there are lots of role models like yeah. that. Yes, you're right. That's very interesting. Mm. I'm looking at it. Yeah, that's good. Have you ever read a book and sorry, oh no, we're pressed for time, so I'm going to rush through these last ones. Have you ever read a book and missed its intention? That's interesting. I don't think I, I read books to that level yeah. to mm. to miss their intention. Yeah. I don't think I've read a deep enough book to mm. get to that level. Like Alchemist, I'd probably say is one of them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> where I think there was a message there, but I'll be damned yeah. if I got that message. Yeah. yeah. So you never read something tragic and thought oh, that was quite funny. <laughs> so the quote I've used here is, "I thought Mein Kampf was quite funny." 
Homer. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Mein Kampf would be quite funny, though. I can imagine he'd write it quite well, My Struggle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's but, like somebody, you know, who, who, be, who trying to become an actor and they come in for audition mm-hmm. and then draw, uh, deliver the first serious line and people just burst laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I didn't yeah. know I had a career in comedy. Yeah. So it could be that sort of yeah. thing, couldn't it? There is a book. I don't want to sound like a bit like highbrow here, but I thought I'd give it, I'd venture into like the more, uh, intelligent, what do they call it? Highbrow literature. And have you heard of this guy called Kafka? Franz Kafka? No. Nope. There's a Penguin Classics book. And it's a book called The Trial. Kafka was a writer in, in Russia, Germany. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he wrote like political books, but it was like how, uh, how government doesn't work. Right. So a bit like 1984, yeah. Yeah. that kind of book. Um, it was like all the, the absurdities of government. And there's this trial about a guy who is accused, falsely accused, and he has to, uh, represent himself. But it's all the bureaucracy he goes yeah. through and the stupid, the absurdity of bureaucracy. And I read it and I find it quite accessible. And then I thought, have I read this right? Because yeah. a lot of reviews are saying, you really have to read this, reread this book to understand what he's saying. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. And there's loads of hidden messages. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, this is all right. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. see, it's quite funny in bits. I yeah. think you need to be at that level. Yeah. You like these critics are that to understand the book yes. to that level and appreciate mm. it to that level. You would have missed, like you said, read between the lines yeah. and all the little nuances that yes. made it that political, um, book. Yeah. That you were reading. I've done that with films. I've definitely done that with films. Mm. Like you said, Interstellar. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's really deep. And I watched it, I was like, meh, it's alright. Mm. And I'm sure I was missing something from Interstellar. But this is it, I don't think that you can miss something. What you can do is maybe not extract as much from it as somebody else. Yeah. But then who's to say that that person who's getting as much of it is, that's right. Well, as long as you enjoy place. it. Yeah. 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 They say that an author will never 100% get his intention across. No. And it'd be arrogant for an author to assume that. Yes. yes. The book isn't the way it's written, it's who reads it. That's the completion exactly. of you the book. You can draw your own conclusion, yeah. can't you, from it? Mm. And certainly some genres are like that, particularly, uh, I remember now actually the very first, not very first probably, but early days, I think I was only probably about 30, mm. I read uh, Alexander Yults, uh, I can't even remember, it's a Russian, uh, uh, Solzhenitsyn, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Well, he, yeah. I don't know. You probably never heard of him. No. Yeah. And it's to do no, with no. Siberian camps and yeah. how the life was there. And that is har- harrowing to read that sort mm. of thing. And no, but you can say, well, that's what you expected. But even the severity of what went on there yeah. is mind-boggling. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. I didn't know you were a big fan of historical fiction, Dad. Well, yeah, I must be because that uh, my interest lies there more yeah. than anything. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting genre. Yeah, because of the fact that there's so, you can learn so much from it. Yeah, mm. fiction is good just by itself, but if you can get some sort of fact from it, some sort of like truth behind it, then that's quite good. Yeah. yeah. Right. right, and the last question. I do. This is more of a statement. It's important to read, isn't it? Why is it important to read? Why, well, I as think a you're, as a human being, it's a, it's a necessity for you. Yeah. It's just broadened your horizon yeah. tremendously to start yeah. with. It lets you know about the world that you're living in, doesn't it? Yeah. And the, your place in the world. Mm. And it doesn't have to be an instructional book or, or pointed to any point. Yeah. But when you read a book, it's back to, again, what your interpretation mm. of that story, that yeah. subject is. Yeah. And that in itself is an amazing thing. For me, it's a couple of things. I think your brain, your eyes, everything that you use to read, they're effectively muscles, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. And you need to train them and you need to have stamina. Yeah. So I remember like when I was at university, 
I hadn't read for a while. So when I was reading the big uh, university books and everything, I really struggled and I couldn't stay as focused as I should have. Yeah. But then what I found was if I was reading for pleasure and reading for fun, my uh, my whole muscles and my stamina when it came to actually reading other stuff mm-hmm. was a bit better. So yeah. I purposely yeah. did it for that reason. Mm-hmm. And also, because I see Amelia on a little Kindle downstairs watching a little video, and I think that's lovely. But when the time's right, she's going to be reading to create her own ideas yeah. of what yes. the author's trying to get across. Yeah. And her imagination will improve yeah. because it's of that as well. It's so important. Yeah. I'll tell you very quickly, the bug of reading starts at early, early ages. When I was Amelia's, um, probably probably about six or seven, I used to love reading. Mm. And mm. I would even pick the newspaper up and my dad used to love it. Why are you reading that? You wouldn't yeah. understand anything. And then I've moved up, then I was into stories. Uh, there's a, a magazine called... Uh, the, you know, Reader's Digest is yes. equivalent is yeah. called Urdu Digest in Pakistan, yeah. and it was I used to be hooked with it, and every mm. time Dad bought it, I would I would just snatch it with a hand read it. Yeah, mm. that's lovely. And then I got to a stage where I was reading the stories and books rather than concentrating on maths and that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I used to get told off. That I used to actually <laughs> take the books away from me. Say, yeah. no, that's not you should be it's reading. Maths, yeah, read math. Read no, math. I think mm. I think it, literacy is so important it as is. well. That's what I used to, the message I used to pass to kids when I was at school, like when I was teaching, I was like, you could, the world's your oyster. If you can read and if you can articulate yourself through writing, yeah. then the world is your oyster. Mm-hmm. The way that the world's working now, blogs, websites, all that kind of stuff, yeah. if you've got an idea and if you can articulate it in mm-hmm. an expressive way, then you're, you're sorted. You really are. So I'll really encourage you, yeah. Amelia. And it's not just being able to read so that you can write. It's read so you can talk, so you can articulate yourself yeah, as a human being. Yeah, I think uh, people that don't read, I might be generalizing here, but with reading comes like a fluency mm. in expressing yourself. Yeah. Oh, it and that your vocabulary yeah. tremendously. Uh, your vocabulary, yeah. yeah. Yes. Have you ever heard of um, 500 Words? The thing mm. that they do on Radio 2? No. I love it. It's so good. They do a competi- an annual competition every year where kids, and you're talking primary school age, so I think the oldest is 11, probably even younger, 10, but the earliest is like 6. So between 6 and 11 years old, kids submit a short story, 500 words, and as you can imagine, they come out with some amazing, amazing stuff. You can't believe the kind of stuff. I think the runner-up last year was someone who was describing a blind person, Mm. And how they were living their life as a blind person on the day that they got a dog, a guide dog. Yeah. And it's just, honestly, it was like eye-wateringly good because yeah. it was just, yeah. you couldn't imagine that a kid that age yeah. had written it. There's honesty as well in the, yeah. in the kids' writing. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 They said writing kids' books are, mm. are the, the most difficult bits. Yeah. You can imagine that it would be, yeah. For, for adults. Yeah. I think if kids wrote kids' yes, books, yeah, they would be more successful. Their own yeah. Thinking. Right. Right, that's all my question. There's quite a few there. God, it, how long have you been at it, as it were? That's over an hour, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We, we should, we should turn this one into a book, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, thank you very much for listening, guys. We'd love to hear what your favourite books are, if you can advise any different pieces, bits and pieces of literature that you guys mm-hmm. have read, uh, or just let us know what you think about the podcast. It'd be mm-hmm. great to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we're going to aim to do this every Sunday now, or have it out by Sunday. We need to do it now. Yeah, find some time. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening, guys, and we shall see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
So that's another Siddiqui Ramblings wrapped up. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd love to get involved, uh, we'd absolutely love to hear from you. So that email address again is thesiddiquisgb at gmail.com. We're aiming to make this podcast a weekly episodic podcast and that can only be done through uh, reviews. So if you guys could review us, five-star reviews on iTunes, that would be a massive, massive help to get the word out. So the more reviews, the better. Until next time, it's bye from Basit Siddiqui. And it's bye from Sid Siddiqui. And it's bye from Umar Siddiqui. See ya.